Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Joining us now, Richard Fordyce, Business Growth Director of Agriculture at Osborne Bar Paramore OBP. Richard, thanks for joining us here this month, and I hope things are going well on the home farm there in northern Missouri. Well, Jesse, thank you. It is. It's always great to visit, and um, you know things are going fairly well in <laughs> in North Missouri. Um, you know, a little dry. Yeah, definitely a little dry. Hopefully, going to catch some rain here, some much needed rain as we head towards the weekend. Uh, we have some in the forecast, so we're going to be praying for that. Let's uh, talk about a few different uh, big topics, though, that have been in the uh, news here recently. I think of Proposition 12 since the last time we talked being upheld by the Supreme Court. You had the EPA, RVO news, and much more. Let's start with Prop 12. What's some of the latest you're hearing there? I know that deadline for implementation getting extended from July 1st to January 1st of 2024, so giving producers a little more time there. What are some things you're hearing surrounding Proposition 12 right now, Richard? You know, I guess to maybe to backtrack to our to just a little bit of our conversation last month, I think I think the Supreme Court ruling was a little surprising, um, you know, mm-hmm. given the, given the makeup of the court, um, you know, that they would stand with, uh, you know, with the with the decision of Prop 12, you know, in California. Um, and then, you know, obviously uh, you shared with me, I guess I wasn't aware of the fact that they extended the implementation of that out to January, which is, you know, which is I think is good news. Although I would say that you know some of the folks that will have to comply with that have been thinking about this for gosh, Jesse, how how long has it been since they since they approved Prop Twelve? And I think it's very true. Yeah, some of so some of our producers, you know, have been thinking that way, have already made some adjustments, but certainly not everybody has. And I think the desire, um, you know, the desire for agricultural producers. Um, you know, is to obviously, no matter what we grow, whether that's on the livestock side, the crop side, specialty crops, whatever, you know, is that we're, we're going to, we're going to do what we, uh, we're going to do what the, what the customer's really asking us to do. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's the way that we, you know, we survive in agriculture. I, I will qualify that by saying with some education and outreach sprinkled in there, right? Like, Sometimes, sometimes customers are asking for things that maybe they don't completely understand. Um, so, you know, the whole issue around Prop 12 is that there is a state that's mandating 49 other states' production systems. And mm-hmm. so, again, a little surprising as to what, how, what, how the Supreme Court came down on that. Um, and I was, with, uh, I was with Chairman Thompson uh, er- earlier this week um, in a Zoom meeting and that was brought up. And I think one of the one of the other folks in the meeting said something about, you know, is this is this going to require a congressional fix? And the person that was in the room said, you know, we have a U.S. trade rep um, that, you know, negotiates deals and looks out for the interest of the United States in agricultural trade, you know, with other countries. And my gosh, are we going to have to have another person that negotiates trade deals between states? Mm-hmm. And, mm. and I think that, um, you know, certainly we're not there by any means. Yeah. This, is, this is an adjustment. This is an adjustment in production practices. Impactful for sure. Um, I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I do think that there, you know, there needs to be an eye toward consistency 
um, you know, some sort of a compromise about how this is, you know, how this is all, uh, how this all comes about. And, and I don't know, I think I, I read somewhere here just probably this week that I believe there's somewhere around 10 states that have some kind of a production mandate um, on something. And usually, you know, on this front end, it's livestock. But, you know, Prop 12 kind of opens the door for, you know, for some other kinds of, you know, production practice, uh, a production practice wish list, I guess I would say. And so the question that was posed to the chairman um, was, is this something that Congress needs to take a look at mm-hmm. and, and, and somehow level the playing field, put some guardrails around, you know, what individual states can do when it comes to, you know, agricultural practices. And at the end of the day, what we're talking about is food production, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, any, anything that disrupts this, and, you know, you and I've talked about this a lot of times. We, we talked about it with navigation on the Mississippi River and the rail strike. All of the, you know, the entire, the entire system of agriculture has been perfected over a, over a century, right? Production, distribution, um, you know, the whole supply chain. And anytime we saw that during COVID, anytime there's a disruption, something is, something happens that's unexpected. It takes a little while to adjust to that. And so, you know, maybe that's the rationale for Congress to, to put some guardrails around some of the, some of the things that, you know, uh, states might be wanting to mandate for, for one reason or another which goes back to the thing that we talk about, I think, every month, and that is the continual need for that drumbeat of information to consumers, to people that are buying our products, you know, ha- having, helping them understand the way things are done and, and, the, and the time period that we have, you know, that we've gone through to get to, you know, really this innovation uh, adoption and all the things that we do in agriculture that are really, really good that honestly allow us to provide, you know, the most safe, affordable food supply in the world. And that is, you know, that's something to be really proud of. A lot going on in ag right now. Richard, uh, just wrap up today, sum things up. Anything else on your mind? Anything you've heard from uh, your ag clients there with Osborne Barpera more that is on their mind right now? Uh, just uh, any anything final here in closing today? Well, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, our clients at, at OBP, the lion's share of the folks that we work for and represent are in the agricultural space. And every one of them, their customers are farmers, right? And so, you know, there is a, um, I hate to use another phrase, but they're, you know, the folks at the highest levels of some of these companies, their eye is in the sky as well. Like they're looking at the forecast. Not only do they do business with farmers, but they truly care about farmers. And so, you know, the fact that, you know, some of us are really, really needing to rain pretty bad, you know, I think is on their mind for sure. You know, they've got to be thinking about, they got to be thinking about today, uh, next week, next year. You know, there's a lot of things that are you know, that are on their minds right now. But I think near term, certainly it's the weather and what's the crop condition and what's this crop going to look like, you know, as we get closer to fall. So some meaningful, you know, widespread rain across a lot of this country is uh, something that we really need. Richard Fordyce, Business Growth Director of Agriculture at Osborne Bar Paramore OBP. Thanks for joining us here for the month of June. We will talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds great. Always look forward to the conversation, Jesse. 
And that is all the time we have for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.